Well, it's, I guess I would ask myself, like, I mean, I lie. If I'm really cornered or something, I lie. I really try not to. I try never to lie on TV. I try, I just don't, you know, I don't like lying. I certainly do it, you know, out of weakness or whatever. But hey, my name's Eric McCoy, and, and Lona and I are about to walk. Thank you, Lona, for taking a walk with me. Absolutely. And in these shoes of yours and yeah, ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, so we're going to expand upon our political uh, spectrum from the Jim Crow era mm. and work to see how history evolves. Yeah. I think I was kind of, I think I was kind of thinking that's where we would sort of go because, um, it sort of leads down that path. Yeah. And look yeah. into how politics changed. Um, and most specifically how the South turned Republican. Absolutely. I think it's a part of history that a lot of people don't know. I think when we're blindly following different things and we don't take the time to learn the history, how can we have a full spectrum and idea? And this has always been an area that I've been interested in. You know, mm -hmm. once now we're so violently South against the Democrats, but yet we started out as Democrats. So this is going to be a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Show. So I want to begin um, by clarifying that both parties are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not just an attack on a party per se, because I think they're Amen. both pretty jacked. Yeah. Um, but to understand the uh, reasons that the South went from a largely Democratic region to a primarily Republican area, um, you got to basically just follow the decades of debate over racial mm. issues in the United States. Mm. Mm. And so, hey, I want to show you something really quick. This is just kind of funny. So the Lawrence County Republican Party um, is under scrutiny or they were under scrutiny. I don't know when this was putting out, but after the organization's Facebook page used a photo of a GOP elephant. I want to show you this elephant real quick. Mm. Let me see. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you tell me because this is uh, quite interesting. <laughs> so it's a GOP <laughs> elephant, right? Okay. Yeah. Look at the bottom. Look at the legs. Look in between the fucking legs. <laughs> Those are just rocks on the ground. That's not what we meant. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's yeah. landscape. Anybody can see that. <laughs> So for anybody that can't see this and is just listening to the audio, um, it's actually three Ku Klux Klan heads. At least that's the way yep. I see it. That's they're how just, I see it. <laughs> they're in between the legs and you got the eyes. Like, seriously, like where the, I mean, come on, what else could that be? I mean, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> right. like random, like it was like elephant turds. <laughs> Right. <laughs> strategically between the legs <laughs> uh, that's oh, for, hilarious. Those, for those listening on audio make sure that you come to the walk a mile official youtube channel to see this video yeah. that was so they're under scrutiny huh <laughs> no well, yeah so um uh i you know obviously the they contained ku klux klan imagery i guess we could yeah. say yeah uh, you could say and, and so okay i want to throw a video on real quick okay now look and, and this is the whole the craziness of of the arguments of everybody right and mm -hmm. i have a lady i'm going to play something after this but you know although everybody's argument is always like oh the democratic party was the party of of you know the, of slavery 
Democratic Party was the party of uh, the Confederacy, right? Democratic Party was the party of the, you know, the KKK, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, we could say that, that in terms of history, but is that Mm -hmm. always the case? Is that the way it is now? They see a person that actually stands for, you know, what they've been thinking in their head, but were too afraid to say all the years. And it kind of just works together because there's a lot of controversy about Trump and there's a lot of controversy about the flag. We need to be the party of nationalism. And I'm a Christian and I say it proudly. I am a Christian. I'm not ashamed to say it. We should be Christian nationalists. A Christian nation. Christianity (laughs) is the underpinning of this country, our moral strength, our government rights and responsibilities. Every sign of our Declaration of Independence was in fact a Christian. Anti-racist is a whole weird ideology that quite frankly tries to make white people second class (laughs) citizens. White Americans (laughs) are being treated as second class (laughs) citizens. There are now two standards of justice. The dual system of justice. They care more about the illegal immigrants at the border than they do the American people. They're giving out handouts to them. Our country just don't care about us Americans. It's all about a handout to all the illegal immigrants. (laughs) The foreign-born population is now growing by 132,000 people every month. The non-whites are reproducing rapidly. As we continue on this trajectory, eventually there will be no more native-born Americans. Our people literally are an endangered species. Our people are having few children. We've got to start protecting our race. If you're white, you have to go to the back of the line discriminating <laughs> against white people. There is racial discrimination going on right now in this country against massive numbers of white Americans. <laughs> how precisely is diversity our strength? So how is diversity our strength? <laughs> and I'll point out, listen, the Democrats are the party <laughs> of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> okay. Same old shit, man. Now, obviously, we're not going to really argue that all of those people primarily are Republicans that they showed <laughs> on there, right? Um, the guy from the KKK, obviously a Republican. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Duke, whatever guy. Um, yeah. Obviously, we got good old Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of our favorites. <laughs> Claims to be a Democrat. Uh, and I'm registered actually with a party that I sincerely despise because I think it's really a force for bad in this country. And it's a Democratic Party. Um, but I'm registered because I live in the district. And it's a one-party state. And the one election I always vote in is the mayor's race because it matters. And um, I own property there. I raise four children there. I live in the city. And I think it's worth voting in that election. So I always do. I always vote for the more corrupt candidate over the idealist. Always. <laughs> the person who will just like, be happy taking payoffs from developers and leave me alone. It's always the can- This is like a meaningful decision in my life. And it's every four years. There's always some guy who's like, I'm going to make your life better. I vote against that person every <laughs> single time. You know what I mean? And it's usually some, honestly, it's usually, whatever. Uh, it's... It's some progressive candidate who's got big plans for me. Um, and so I just vote for the, for the status quo, corrupt, criminal operation that runs the city. And I'm really happy with that. Oh, oh man. What cracks me up the most is this should be a Christian nation. This, it, it, that's the whole purpose that all those white people escaped from England and all that for, you know, freedom of religion. But now... Right. Let's, you know, make it this. We got it. We're losing control, man. Let's skin on the control. Look, now, when originally they did, they wanted to they wanted to get away from the Church of England. Mm -hmm. Right. And they did want a sense of religious freedom, but it was still very much like Protestant or like, you know what I mean? It Um, was their version. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was still within that line. Then, of course, you had the um 
you know, the constitution, of course, that, you know, gave us the bill of rights and you have, you know, the, the right to your own religion, religion. Now, right, most of those right. people say you have the right to your own religion as long as it's Christianity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, just like we did all the native children when we came and just bowled over them and took their land. We just erased their culture. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. like, Tucker Carlson, like, there's no more native. There's not going to be any more native Americans, right? Isn't that what he said? Like native born, native born, native born. Yeah. It's like, dude, there's not, man. We pretty much killed them all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we we got got them shoved over. I mean, you got a few, you know, few left over here in their own casinos, but. Right. We've been trying to squeeze them out forever. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, that's the funniest part about it. It's crazy. Like you think about it is that we have, I mean, we, we did that. That's what we did. That's what we did. We came here and we fucking murdered these people. Right, right, <laughs> right. To take control. And now, you know, oops, they're about to take it from us. It's going to yep. be taken from us. Yep. Well, it was just... like that. It was it was basically, um, I don't know if you ever really studied that, but um, Manifest Destiny. Uh-huh. Not, not so much. It was a phrase that was coined in 1845. And it's the idea that the United States is destined by God to expand its dominion and spread democracy across North America, basically. And it was God's handing to us. That philosophy kind of drove the 19th century, that U.S. territorial expansion. But you know what really, it, it kills me so much that they're so afraid that their race as a white race is going to be wiped out mm-hmm. and, and never actually go look in the mirror and ask themselves, maybe this is how other people have been feeling amongst our control this entire time. Yeah. Well, seriously, you know, yeah. the trauma we're feeling now we have instilled yeah. in black and brown people people of, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, anybody that's different from our heterosexual white Christian, you know, base set mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. always felt this pressure. Yeah. So stop whining. <laughs> Shut well, the fuck it, up. It, exactly. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. Yeah. I mean, they always look at, you know, black people and they need to stop bitching. Right. Yeah. You know, because of this and that, or just go back to, back to africa right Right. that's a great one you know i know (laughs) it's like we brought you you know they brought you out here yep as slaves yeah stole your ancestors or whatever you know as as slaves forced you to work here and then all of a sudden like we're going to give you citizenship we're going to let you live here now now you're a citizen but you know what now go the fuck home yeah 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 if you don't like Like, it though you don't like the way we're putting it down yeah yeah if you don't like the way we're treating you like shit then you get the fuck out exactly <laughs> so ridiculous and there were yeah. were by far more more black americans than white americans because they brought them over you yeah. know what i mean like to ask yeah. a question and to tell someone to go back home there's generations of folks that deserve to be here more than some of us do to be honest absolutely they built this country yeah they built this country you know Gosh, walk with pride. Don't don't yeah. let the bullshit, the mental terrorism of the man yeah. continue to keep you stuck in that loop, man. Walk with pride. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where your ancestry came in? 
I know that I am I ha- Native American. So I'm I'm Native American mixed with some type of Caucasian. Now I've got so much going on in my mm. history that I'm not sure where our white side came from, but I know that I have two of the Cherokee and the Creek Indian background. Mm. Yeah. So my oh, grandmother so we, was we fucking bloody. killed your family. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Well, they, they got a casino in Atmore, but you know, there you that's go. all they're allowed to do. That's all they're allowed to do. But you know, before that came out, man, just to ride on the reservation, you think about reservations in this country. We're going to take the majority of it. We're going to give you all this little piece. But well, do we give you the no worst work. of the worst? Yeah. We're going to give you just un, ungrowable <laughs> landscape Dude, land. You, you get out way out in the desert, man. Right. Yeah. You get the rocks. I hope you survive. Yeah. We're going to turn you into alcoholics because we're going to ration you out this bottle of alcohol every single day so that we turn the men from warriors and pride driven human beings and lovers of nature and the land into complete and utter drunks. Well, yeah, because we, you'd be too, we can't have you too strong. <laughs> right, right. So we go yeah. after the men and we take yeah. the men. Now let's look at this systematically. How have we done this with racism as well? How many black men have we taken out of the home, out of the family, so that now young prison? black children, exactly. Yeah. We have them enslaved in prison. Yeah. So now that young black children and young black men can start to kill themselves off because they lack this, 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 this unity, this family yeah. unit. Yeah. But I was doing some study, man, and you, you know, we talked about this too. That in, in, in our racist past of like 1968, we were still believing medical professions were still believing that black people did not feel pain right. the same way as, as, as white people. Right. And That's why we burned them. Alive. Exactly. Burned them, whipped them, did all that would would have make make women, black women, carry to term and have natural childbirth because they didn't feel pain like white women did. So they didn't need any medicine and the high death birth rate that's still happening for black women. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know if I really believe that people believe that or they just really didn't give a fuck and they just, you know, you have to wonder, you really have to wonder, you have to wonder, but they say it's like this, this unconscious bias and stigma that still, you know, lives through the medical community now. I mean, I'm seeing a big change in our medical community, especially with the emergence of the physician's assistants. I see a lot more women and a lot more, you know, caring and concern. <clears throat> but at the same time, I mean, God, it's it's 2023. Like, can we mm-hmm. please fucking get this shit together yeah. already? Yeah, seriously. All right, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna show a video now of uh, a lady that's gonna be explaining the other side to it. How the Democrats okay. are the ones that created all that stuff, and that's the party of of racism and that kind of stuff. You know, which is what a lot of people do, and it's mm-hmm. the Republican Party that's the good party. When you think about racial equality and civil rights, which political party comes to mind? The Republicans or the Democrats? Most people would probably say the Democrats, but this answer is incorrect. Since its founding in 1829, the Democratic Party has fought against every major civil rights initiative and has a long history of discrimination. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, 
opposed Reconstruction, founded the Ku Klux Klan, imposed segregation, perpetrated lynchings, and fought against the Civil Rights Acts of the 1950s and 1960s. In contrast, the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an anti-slavery party. Its mission was to stop the spread of slavery into the new Western territories with the aim of abolishing it entirely. <laughs> well, no, now I will say a lot of the things that she did say was truthful. Very right? true. Very true. Okay. So, so you got to look at, okay, what does history ultimately tell us? The American South based mm -hmm. its economy on the enslavement of millions and millions, millions of people. And at that time there was the Democrats and the Whigs, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Those were the two parties, you know? And, yeah. uh, and they were willing to let the Southern states be as they were. Both parties were. Yeah. And, but when the U S started admitting more and more Western states to the union, the uh, country basically had to decide whether those new states should allow slavery or not. Mm -hmm. And this was a, and this was a very, as everything is a very political debate, very mm. politically oriented, right? So the issue here wasn't that Northern politicians were ultimately desperate to abolish slavery because they really weren't. Right. right. Um, but the real concern was that the Northerners, which would have been this, this party, feared the slave power would ultimately dominate U.S. politics, instituting slavery wherever they could mm. and cutting off opportunity for free white laborers. Joe Biden's 5 million illegal aliens are on the verge of replacing you, replacing your jobs and replacing your kids in school. And coming from all over the world, they're also replacing your culture. And that's not great for America. Right. Right. Same concept, yeah. right? We yeah. let these Mexicans come in, they're taking our jobs. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Same concept in a sense. Same concept. Right? Yep. So, yep. so all these slaves that are working for free, right? Now, where's the white people going to work? Right. You know. Right. Because you don't. You know. So where are they going to make money? And so I kind of, I, I really do. I think that kind of correlates a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. It completely is. It seems <laughs> to be the same argument. Like, can we move on yeah. <laughs> and get off of this racist? podium yep. you know and stop making white people look like just fucking assholes would you <laughs> just sit yeah. down somewhere shit we're not all assholes yep all right can you see this now uh yes in 1854 um actually starting up there at the missouri compromise 1820 so the missouri compromise declared that maine was a free state and Missouri was a slave state. And so basically the compromise said that there were no new slave states that could be north of Missouri's southern border. And then the uh, compromise of 1850 allowed California to be a free state in exchange for a much stricter Fugitive Slave Act. And so the Utah ter Territory and the New Mexico Territory, they were decisions that were left up to them. So it wasn't a federal government that was going to make the decision, mm -hmm. but it was those areas that could decide whether they wanted it or not. And then by 1854, in the face of intense controversy over whether Kansas and Nebraska would enter the Union 
as free or slave states. The Whig Party, which had, <laughs> which had, which had been divided on by this issue, they ended up collapsing. And a new, entirely northern party took its place. This is what we call the Republican Party. Wow. Kansas-Nebraska Act ignored the Missouri Compromise, and the act allowed slavery north of Missouri's southern border. Wow. Abraham Lincoln obviously was, yeah, he thought slavery was wrong, right? He definitely did not believe that there should be equality between mm-hmm. blacks and whites. Right. Um, he, but he was a new thinker. And, and, a, and a good example is in September 17th, 1859 he gave a speech at in uh cincinnati ohio and and this is what he said and it kind of just gives you an idea of what his his thinking is i think slavery is wrong morally and politically i Mm. desire that it should be no further spread in these united states and i should not object if it should gradually terminate in the whole union i say that we must not interfere with the institution of slavery in the states where it exists because the Constitution forbids it, and the general welfare does not require us to do so. I was thinking about this with the, you know, the general welfare is the concern of the government for the health, peace, morality, and safety of its citizens. Mm. Providing for the welfare of the general public is a basic goal of government. And so, but they there is no concern, obviously, with the general welfare of the slaves. Right, not right. Really people. <laughs> right, right, right. And so over the course of the Civil War, Lincoln and other Republicans began to see the abolition of slavery as a strategic move to help them win the war. Mm. And so Mm. then Lincoln obviously issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. And by the war's end, the Republican majority in Congress would spearhead the 13th Amendment, which again, that's what ultimately abolished slavery. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, at, at, at the time did not did not set those human beings up for success either, because the whole 40 acre and a mule thing never really came to pass. Well, and that. Yeah. You and know. so that's and that's where. So for those listening, you got to uh, go back to our last episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You can get the much more clearer picture on uh, what happened after slavery in terms of the um, the Jim, Jim Crow, Crow laws, laws, the black yeah. codes things like yeah. that. And ultimately it did have to do though, a lot with Andrew Johnson, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was, and I guess you could say frustrated by the inaction of Lincoln's democratic successor again, Andrew Johnson, because Andrew Johnson was a Democrat. Lincoln mm-hmm. was a Republican. That was kind of an interesting thing that I always thought about too. Um, obviously today when you have running mates, yeah, you've got the yeah. president, that's one party and then the vice president right. the party. But, that is interesting. But at this time, Andrew Johnson, who was his vice president, was a Democrat, um, hmm. which which also makes you kind of really think about why. I mean, again, I, I can't say it makes sense, <laughs> but <laughs> but for him to be assassinated, right? Yeah, uh, because they knew that if you assassinate him, then you've got a Democrat that's going to jump yeah. in office. Right. 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 Makes um, sense. <laughs> Yeah, and it, again, like it doesn't make it, you know, make no, it doesn't make. Yeah, sense. It makes sense to them, but you know, <laughs> it makes sense in the argument, right? In the argument, yes, you're right. In the argument, <laughs> in real like life, it makes sense. That ridiculous, he was killed. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> makes sense they did away with him. Yeah, 
Wow. So, uh, Andrew Johnson, uh, you know, obviously is the treatment of freed blacks in former Confederate states during the Reconstruction era. There were radical Republicans in Congress that passed legislation protecting the rights of the blacks, including civil rights and voting rights for the black men um, initially. And again, mm-hmm. remember, like we talked about, that was yeah. early on when, yeah. when this, right after Lincoln was assassinated, Andrew Johnson came in and said, okay, you know what? We still need to go by the 13th Amendment. We need to, you know, you need to agree to, to um, you know, to the 13th Amendment to join back into the Union from the Confederate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but basically Johnson said, but then you guys can set up your own governments. Yeah, but then you can just treat them any way you want to. But right, they to have to be able on the to books. vote. But you yeah. can always say, you know, obviously you set rules that, you know, you have to pass right. the literacy test. You have to right. uh, be able to pay a certain amount of money or your grandfather had to have right. been able, had voted. Yeah. Or you got to be able to actually get there. And we're going to stand in the way of that, too. So, you know, we're going to take our hands off. We did our thing. <laughs> so for a very brief period after the end of the Civil War, Republicans, again, truly fought for the rights of black Americans. Um, now frustrated by reports of abuses, of violence against former slaves um, in the post-war South and by the inaction, again, of Lincoln's successor, Andrew Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, again, a faction known as the Radicals that gained increasing sway in Congress. The, the Radicals drove Republicans to pass the country's first civil rights bill in 1866 wow. and to fight for voting rights for black men. Now, not yet women, though. Right? No. Because, no. again, at a time, this was a time when s- such an idea was extremely controversial. Right. Even right. in the North. Right. Um, now, Republicans twice, they managed to um, amend the Constitution so that it now stated that everyone born in the United States is a citizen, that all citizens should have equal protection of the law, and that the right to vote shouldn't be denied because of race and they required southern states to legally enact many of these ideas at least in principle just in principle at least yeah just in principle to be readmitted to the union so like i was saying these are basic bedrocks of our society today but at the time that they were truly radical now just a few years earlier the idea that a major party would fight for the rights of black citizens to vote in state legislations would have been unthinkable. Yeah. And so, so again, this is now, if we want to, again, we look at party, this is the Republican party we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the lady was right. Yeah. In this, she was in right this, on it. In that part of it, in this part, yeah. right. This newfound commitment would not last for much longer. All this while economic issues were growing more important to Republican politicians. So even before the Civil War and during the war, the federal government grew a lot bigger and spent a lot more money, and that meant people got rich and owed their wealth to the Republican politicians. Now, gradually, those wealthy financiers and industrialists took more and more of a leading role in the Republican Party. They disagreed on many issues, but their interests rather than the interests of black Southerners. Now, Republicans had done a lot, again, as I mentioned, to help former slaves in the South. But many of the gains that they had made existed more on paper than on practice. 
and others were in danger of being rolled back. Now, the backlash soon arrived in the South. Whites were dead set against what radicals had done and were willing to use violence to fight it. Now, in the North, whites essentially thought they'd done more than enough for black Southerners at that point. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of patted themselves on the back, probably. Of course. Uh, Businessmen wanted their own interests to take center stage. Some intellectuals worried about the federal government squelching states' rights. And public opinion turned. There was little appetite among white Northerners for an indefinite, violent federal occupation of the South. But most Republicans no longer cared. You know, the party had achieved its founding aim and had gone quite a bit further. Now, since the slave power was now a thing of the past, and that provided a handy rationalization for not doing more, the cause of equal rights for black citizens would now essentially vanish from national American politics for decades. Wow. Guy, can you imagine the hopelessness? And all that, when everything just went silent. I mean, at least if we've got turmoil going on, it's still being talked about. But can you mm-hmm. imagine just what the, the stress level of everything going silent must yeah. have been? Yeah. Wow. That things are going to change, right? But the people of the South are not going to change. Only the yeah. party name is going to change. Gotcha. In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so, all right, I want to return back to that lady again. Six days after the Confederate Army surrendered, John Wilkes Booth, a Democrat, assassinated President Lincoln. Lincoln's vice president, a Democrat named Andrew Johnson, assumed the presidency. But Johnson adamantly opposed Lincoln's plan to integrate the newly freed slaves into the South's economic and social order. Johnson and the Democratic Party were unified in their opposition to the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, the 14th Amendment, which gave blacks citizenship, and the 15th Amendment, which gave blacks the vote. All three passed only because of universal Republican support. During the era of Reconstruction, federal troops stationed in the South helped secure rights for the newly freed slaves. Hundreds of black men were elected to southern state legislatures as Republicans, and 22 black Republicans served in the U.S. Congress by 1900. The Democrats did not elect a black man to Congress until 1935. But after Reconstruction ended, when the federal troops went home, Democrats roared back into power in the South. They quickly reestablished white supremacy across the region, with measures like black codes, laws that restricted the ability of blacks to own property and run businesses, and they imposed poll taxes and literacy tests used to subvert black citizens' right to vote. Mm -hmm. And how was all of this enforced? By terror, much of it instigated by the Ku Klux Klan, founded by a Democrat, Nathan Bedford Forrest. As historian Eric Foner, himself a Democrat, notes, in effect, the Klan was a military force serving the interests. We kind of talked talked about that stuff, right? But yeah. you know, the thing that gets me on that whole story is that we can, you know, again, we can say this all day long that you know 
Democrats did that. Democrats did that. Democrats did that. You know, but it's like it's like the story of uh, Operation Paperclip. Okay, in the United <laughs> States, right back mm-hmm. when World War II ended, we bring all these Nazis over here, and so we bring them over here and we give them jobs and we do the work for them. Now, are they mm-hmm. Nazis or are they Americans? Yeah. Now yeah. we can say, oh, these are Americans. And uh, what great people, wonderful things, right? Yeah, but yeah. They, uh, one of the guys, I mean, there's numerous of them that really did some fucked up shit. Right. right? right. But is that a race at all that stuff? Right. Or, you know, now just because we're giving them a new name. Yes. Then, then yes. they're not bad anymore, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I think a show that we're doing like this is, is valuable because you can get, it all gets lost in translation when you don't, understand anything under it i mean we're just switching names the people are staying the same exactly the arguments stay the same and the people stay the same we're just transferring names you know it, it all seems so ridiculous to me and i'm glad you started the show with both parties are fucked up yeah because in actuality I they think are that they are i mean there's no <laughs> way around it because they're all still going for the same thing you know yeah. How much money can we get? Who's in control of the money? And how many people yeah. can we control? Right. Like how many people? Right. It's it's and it doesn't matter. Whatever marginalized community we can find that we can pick on, whether it be the trans, the blacks, the you know, the whoever, let's just pick on the ones we can pick on right now. It's all right. the same. Right. It's all the same. It's all the same bullshit under just different. <laughs> it, it, is. it is. It is. It is. And yeah, we can definitely say that, you know, Democrats yeah. were fucked up party. You're right. Yeah. They did. They were the ones that owned slaves. They were the one that freaking, they lynched, you know, lynched people. Now Absolutely. I'm not saying Republicans didn't either. There probably right. were, I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know, sure there were Republicans <laughs> yeah. that, that lynched people during back at that time too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, definitely you want to put as far as the slavery and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of the democratic party of the South. No, there was really no, I don't think there was really any Republicans in the South. Yeah, no, right? no, no. If you were, I doubt you'd admit it at that it, time. It would not have acknowledged it, you know? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. But, but yeah, that's just the whole crazy thing. It's like, it, it is not the, the, the Democratic Party today is not the Democratic Party. Right. That it was. Right, right, exactly. You know, exactly. And the Republican Party is not the party of Lincoln. No, no, without no. without a doubt. Because no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Lincoln saw anybody flying a Confederate flag, he would have fucking had a heart attack. <laughs> right. you know? Like right. if he, if he would have had his people, right, his people flying a Confederate flag, yeah, yeah. he would have lost his mind. <laughs> you know? He would have freaking shot himself. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I couldn't even well, imagine I, though, like just that, you yeah. know? It's, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, he it, dies for that. Exactly. Exactly. And now you're I, flying. I, I know it's wild. It, it's it's amazing to think about and just it still goes so much deeper. You know, when we see stuff like that, people a light will turn on and they'll say, Oh, see, see, you know. That's them Democrats are evil, but the point you're making right now brings it all back around to say this is not the same party as it was, and right. it's all fucked up, you know, like stop 
stop buying into a set of politics, you know, that that you think goes under this label, man. Seek your shit out. Like study your own shit. Yeah. Live your own life. Its mission was to stop the spread of slavery into the new Western territories with the aim of abolishing it entirely. This effort, however, was dealt a major blow by the Supreme Court in the 1857 case, Dred Scott versus Sandford. The court ruled that slaves aren't citizens, they're property. The seven justices who voted in favor of slavery, all Democrats, the two justices who dissented, both Republicans. The slavery question was, of course, ultimately resolved by a bloody civil war. The commander-in-chief during that war was the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves. So like, I watched this video and, you know, and I really think about this and how much information this lady leaves out of the story. Yeah, right. You know, right. And we could talk about the Nazis and be like, oh, my God, there was such a wonderful, you know, party because. You know, they were the the Nazi party was the one to introduce Germany's first ever national environment protection law. Mm. The law that, yeah. you know, the law basically established areas that were under protection to preserve nature, wildlife, prohibiting deforestation and hunting. Amazing. The party's yep. amazing. Right. Hitler right. also helped in the startup of the automotive company Volkswagen. Right. One of his visions for Germany was for every German to be able to That's afford right. a car. That's right. right? Uh, the Weiner Republic was actually the first to devise plans for the Autobahn project, right? <laughs> Which to this date is a prominent highway in Germany. Yeah. Has been serving the nation for decades. Right. <laughs> Amazing party, the Nazis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They did yeah. some fantastic <laughs> stuff. Okay. Right. That's basically what this lady's doing. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, you latch on to like certain things, you know, and yeah. then you totally gloss over a lot of the right. story. You know? Right. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, at this point, people aren't listening. They will not go through there and try to get any more of the story. They'll just say, well, Miss Deborah said it. I don't know if that's her name, but she looks like a Miss Deborah. Miss Deborah said it. it's got to be true. Yep. It's got to be all there is. Now, I want to tell you a story real quick. So this is a, another thing that, that is interesting. Again, I'm not trying to slam Abraham Lincoln, okay? No. But on the night of December 31st of 1862, so it was a day before he issued the final Emancipation Proclamation, right, to work to end towards the end of slavery, he signed a contract with this guy, Bernard Koch, who was an entrepreneur and a Florida cotton planter and their agreement to use federal funds to relocate 5,000 formerly enslaved people from the United States to a small 20 square mile island off the southwestern coast of Haiti. Yeah. Right. So since the early 1850s, now the, now the something he had been working on since the er, since the early 1850s, he, Lincoln had been advancing colonization as a remedy for the yeah. emancipation of the nations enslaved now he again he strongly opposed the institution of slavery but he did not believe in racial equality or uh -huh. that people of different races could successfully integrate right and he felt like unleashing nearly four 
million black people into white American society, North or South was a political disaster. And so despite the fact that most black Americans in the 1850s had been born on U.S. soil, uh, he advocated shipping them to Central America, the Caribbean, or back to Africa. And plus that that Caribbean, let me just interrupt there. You know that Caribbean, those Haiti islands, those were those were English slave islands. A lot of the English were enslaving. Yes. Oh, we don't have slavery here in England. Yeah. No, yeah. we send them over to an island and then we just import their slave work. Yep. Way to go. Way to go, Lincoln. Yeah. Well, he said during he said during his uh his eulogy, I guess, for statesman Henry Clay in eighteen fifty two. That mm-hmm. if if as the friends of colonization hope we succeed in freeing our land from the dangerous presence of slavery and at the same time in restoring a captive people to their long lost fatherland, <laughs> it will indeed be a glorious consummation, right? We send them back home to their glorious <laughs> land, right? And so on August 14th, 1862, Lincoln met at the White House with a delegation of black leaders to make his case for the voluntary immigration of African-Americans to countries outside the U.S. He said, and this is what he said, right? Your race suffer from living among us while ours suffer from your presence. It is better for us both, therefore, to be separated. Wow. Now. So the island was called Ilavache, and it went bad quickly. There were some early red flags with the Ilavache endeavor. An investigation into Cock in early January suggested that he'd used deceptive business practices in prior ventures. The U.S. commissioner in Haiti also told the Lincoln administration that Cock was an unpopular figure and that he hadn't heard of any progress in constructing the settlement. Lincoln formally rescinded his contract on April 16, 1863, but it was too late. Two days earlier, on April 14th, more than 450 black settlers boarded a ship to Ilavache. They were excited to leave former Confederate territory for what they had been told would be a better life. Now, disaster struck quickly. There was a bout of smallpox that killed at least 25 at sea. When they arrived on the island, they found no reasonable shelter and had to construct huts for themselves. Cock, who became the overseer of the island, instituted a strict no-work, no-rations policy that echoed the antebellum era. Disease and starvation quickly followed. Developed a mutiny three months later, Cock fled the island while the Haitian government dispatched military to maintain order. And finally, on February 1st, 1864, amid escalating media reports that rallied against the project, Lincoln ordered for a naval vessel to rescue the settlers. A month later, a ship carried the 350 surviving immigrants back to America. Now, this disastrous Ilavache experiment ultimately put an end to Lincoln's advocacy of colonization and one of the great emancipators more controversial legacies 
It's all basically came down to a scam, almost like coyotes, coyotes that are, you know, trafficking human beings right now. <laughs> so our government was the big old coyote. You know, we could just put an end to all this. You know, we could, as Christians, say, you know, that each human being that we see is a divine, sovereign being of God. If each one of us are expressions of God in human form, each human being, regardless their color and sexuality and gender and all that stuff, is another sovereign being of God. And we could just put all of this bullshit down and stop fighting well, for dumb shit. Well, because so many of these, like, quote unquote, crazy christians think that they're above everybody That's else what they think. Yeah. i mean it's like i don't really buy that you know i no. think i mean god made everybody right right and um <laughs> i don't you know, see any other way around it yeah i don't i don't no. really get that whole arrogance like narcissistic uh i'm better than you kind of thing right it's crazy right. you know because i'm white and christian and then right. you know can you and, and do they ever and if stop? you're black and christian you're obviously less Right. If you're right. Asian and, and Christian, you're less. If so. they would ever stop and really come home to themselves, you know what I mean? If they take an inventory of their own bullshit, yeah. how could they even continue to spout this rhetoric and, yeah. and realize that if a Christian's goal is to win more souls for Christ, this taint the way to do it. No, you you're know? condemning them yourself. You are. And, and there's actually a thing in the Bible that says that you're not to do that. Absolutely. But we they'll gloss over that. That's cut straight out of their Bible. But as right. a trans man, when I hear somebody tell me they're a Christian, I have immediate, like, almost trauma that happens, you know, where I am very standoffish and I'm watching you more than anybody in the room. Because if you are a white Republican Christian, I'm afraid of you. To be truly honest, yeah. I'm watching you yeah. and I've got my exit strategy because I don't yeah. know what the fuck you might do. You, you know, because the whole problem with this is that <laughs> in the Bible, and again, I know they have different Bibles, but yeah, in the do. Bible, it says that you can, that they talk about righteous judging, right? Now, righteous judging is within your own church, though. So if <laughs> you're not in the church, they're not to judge you. That's God's right. job. Right. Right. And so, so all you got to do is not go into their freaking church, you know, yeah. then they, then they technically are not supposed to judge you. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. uh, they, they're playing God. If they do now playing God, I think that puts you to hell. There's, there's nice fire and brimstone waiting for right. you at the end right. of days. <laughs> right. 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 But, uh, cause everybody always rolls with that. Um, you know, thou shalt not judge, blah, 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 blah. But it, there is a thing in there and it does say they're about righteous judging. Right. Yeah, but the yeah. righteous judging though is in your church. Absolutely. Well, and and, and yeah, so so just don't righteous, go to the church, right? So righteous can't be under your own definition. Like you can't decide yourself, right? Righteous. Well, and it's also partly like the you know the people that like judge things that they're doing wrong too. Mm -hmm. You know. So like, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm acting in a certain way, but I'm bitching at you because you're acting in yeah. the same way, right. Um, right? which people love to do that a lot too. Ooh, yeah. Project, <laughs> nice projection. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Let's go back to this lady again. President Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, shared many views with the Klan. He resegregated many federal agencies and even screened the first movie ever played at the White House, the racist film, the Birth of a Nation, 
originally entitled The Klansman. A few decades later, the only serious congressional opposition to the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964 came from Democrats. 80% of Republicans in Congress supported the bill, less than 70% of Democrats did. Democratic senators filibustered the bill for 75 days until Republicans mustered the few extra votes needed to break the logjam. And when all of their efforts to enslave blacks, keep them enslaved, and then keep them from voting had failed, the Democrats came up with a new strategy. If black people are going to vote, they might as well vote for Democrats. As President Lyndon Johnson was purported to have said about the Civil Rights Act, I'll have them voting Democrat for 200 years. So now, the Democratic Party prospers on the votes of the very people it has spent much of its history oppressing. Democrats falsely claim that the Republican Party is the villain, when in reality, it's the failed policies of the Democratic Party that have kept blacks down. So that quote that she gave of Lyndon Johnson, I did yeah. massive research. There is absolutely no proof that he actually said that. Uh-huh. Okay, now, Lyndon Johnson said a lot of things. Lyndon <laughs> Johnson said a lot of, uh, referred to the N-word a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a white man. He, you know, he was a Southern white man, <laughs> a Texan, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, okay, the Ku Klux Klan. So in 1867, there were local branches of the Klan that met in a general organizing convention and established what they called an invisible empire of the South. And it was led by Nathan Bedford Forrest, mm-hmm. who she had brought up. Um, who was basically chosen as the first leader or the grand wizard. The grand wizard. Or whatever the fuck <laughs> of the clan. <laughs> and he presided over a hierarchy of grand dragons, grand titans, grand cyclopses. <laughs> Were they like doing it for the Democratic Party? I don't know. No, no. You know? Or were they just a bunch of white people that wanted to sling up a bunch of black people and hang out? That's it. That's it. I don't know if I buy it. Like everything always, people always love to turn shit political. Always. I don't think everything is political. No, I don't think it is either. I think a lot of it just comes from straight out just hate. Just dumbness, you know, just narcissism. Anybody that, that, that agrees with racist views that put one race or one set of people or one gender over another are it's just narcissistic man it's a classic narcissist it is absolutely so republicans so republicans again dominated national politics during the 1920s but basically sort of faltered after the stock market crash in 1929 Mm -hmm. and the onset of the great depression so in 1932, Franklin D. Roosevelt became the first Democrat to win the White House since Woodrow Wilson. Now, Roosevelt's reforms raised a lot of problems across the South, which generally didn't favor the expansion of labor unions or federal power. And there were a lot of Southern Democrats that gradually joined Republicans in opposing further government expansion. And so then in 1948, after President Harry Truman, who was himself a Southern Democrat, Hmm. 
he was a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he introduced, crazy enough, a pro-civil rights platform. And there were a group of Southerners that walked out of the party's national convention. And these were called the Dixiecrats, right? So these <laughs> so-called Dixiecrats ran their own candidate for president, Strom Thurmond. Yeah. Who's the governor of South Carolina yeah. on a segregationist state's right ticket that year. And he got more than 1 million votes. Jesus. <laughs> the 1948 Democratic National Convention, Dixiecrats walk out over the civil rights plank prompted by President Truman's actions originally. And Strom Thurmond runs as a presidential candidate on behalf of the Dixiecrats. In the words of John Paul Jones, we have just begun to fight. There are thousands of white people in attendance. The hall is decorated in red, white, and blue bunting. It is festooned with Confederate flags. People are holding aloft pictures of Robert E. Lee. There's no question as to sort of the animating spirit of this group, which is to return the South to the past, to maintain the racial status quo, to maintain white supremacy. It is another effort on the part of the president to dominate the country by force and to put into effect these uncalled for and these damnable proposals he has recommended under the guise of so-called civil rights. And I'll tell you, the American people from one side or the other had, a, had better wake up and oppose such a program. And if they don't, the next thing will be a totalitarian state in these United States. <laughs> the Dixiecrats, <laughs> their goal is to be a spoiler, to deny either major party a majority of electoral college votes, thereby throwing the election into the House of Representatives where they can use their power to win concessions on civil rights. Truman didn't blink, and he didn't retreat. Nine days after the Dixiecrat revolt, he gave the state's writers a little primer in presidential power. Truman signed an executive order desegregating the federal workforce and, more shockingly, the entirety of the United States Armed Forces. Wow. <laughs> Fucking Democrat did that. Fucking Democrats. Man. Yeah, can you believe that shit? Wow. I thought we wow. were all, they were all about stringing them up. I know, just, man. Gave them free reign. This is this is this is a twist in the plot. <laughs> yeah. So we twist know the, in the plot. Yeah, we know the Republican Party today, right, as a party that hates government interference with business. Yeah. But as the 20th century started, progressive reformers who wanted to check the power of corporations and the wealthy had some support in both parties. And notably from Republican President Theodore Roosevelt. Now, when Woodrow Wilson won the presidency, the Republican Party turned sharply against many of his progressive reforms. Because mm -hmm. remember that it's like when one party does something, the other one's got to go against it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, if you've got a Democrat that's going like, well, we're going to go civil rights. And then the other party's going to go, oh, no, we don't. We don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry about the whole slave thing in the past, but we don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. So just forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just forget about it. So when Republicans regained power and held it throughout the 20s, they were um, basically the party of business. And they thought prosperity for business was good for America and governed accordingly. And that worked out very well for them through again most of the 20s until the Great Depression began. Mm. And then Franklin Roosevelt and other Democrats were swept into power and they began expanding the size and role of the federal government. Mm. And so, and the, you know, this was obviously in an attempt to fight the Depression and better provide for Americans. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about this with so if you go back to Lincoln. Lincoln, as a you know Republican, he grew the government big, obviously during the Civil War and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, grew much bigger, and now you've got a Democrat that is dealing with the Great Depression, and so that party now is growing a government that is much bigger. Yeah. And so, for more than half a century after the Civil War, Black voters held strong loyalties to the Republican Party. And even, obviously, Martin Luther King was a Republican. But those loyalties began to go away with the Depression and the New Deal. And by the time race returned to the forefront of national politics in the 1950s, the number of black voters who identified as Democrats was twice the number who identified as Republicans. There you go, Miss Deborah. Yeah. (laughs) Though considering that the South had been Democratic for so long, it did uh, take a little bit of time. Now, I want to show you really quick. um, I have a message from a sponsor. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. (laughs) A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. (laughs) I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) Think about how racist that statement was, right? Oh, my God, dude. That is the funniest shit ever. I I remember, dude, dude, I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, dude. (laughs) If you wanted to fund the police, you don't want a police, and you have trouble, call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like That's the greatest thing. That is fucking weird. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Call a crackhead. Crackhead, oh, <laughs> crazy. And you say like, why are you saying that? Like sometimes, like whoever let him put that video out. I mean, did anybody ask any questions? Like, uh, or, or have we gotten to the point where we just don't give a fuck anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's almost feeling like that whole pre-Civil War like kind of climate. Like we just don't give a fuck anymore. We're just gonna say what we want to say. Fuck it all. So, still considering, again, that the South had been Democrat for so long, it did seem that it was possible for 
the Republican Party to discover its roots as the party of the civil rights for black Americans. You know, it was Republican President Dwight D. Eisenhower who sent in federal troops to Arkansas to enforce Mm. the Supreme Court's decision to desegregate schools. Mm -hmm. But it was a Democratic President, Lyndon Johnson, who signed the Civil Rights Act into law in 1964. Republicans gave the bill a good share of support in Congress, but the party's presidential nominee that year, Barry Goldwater, argued that it expanded government power too much. (laughs) So as a result, Republicans went from losing black voters to losing them tremendously. Yeah. And uh, ever since, it's been common for about 80% of, or even more, of black voters to support Democrats. Obviously, you've got those few exceptions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miss Deborah. <laughs> yep. And the six behind Trump, I think there were what there six behind his rally video. Yeah, blacks for Trump. Yeah. Make sure you wear your T-shirt, guys, in case they don't realize you're black back there. Because the blacks, they love me. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bill Moyers, who was the um, who was the aide to um, John uh, President Johnson. He said, this is a quote that he said that Johnson said, I think we just delivered the South to the Republican Party for a long time to come. <laughs> and after after him signing that bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was probably right. Yeah. And of course, Senator Strom Thurmond of South Carolina switched, <laughs> switched his party affiliation from Democrat to Republican, um, obviously for this reason, um, yet party loyalties do take a long time again to shake off and the shift of white Southerners from being solid Democrats to solid Republicans was in reality much more gradual. Right. Um, It did obviously take a while. Now, while race obviously played an important role in the shift, there were other issues that played roles too. White evangelical Christians became (laughs) newly mobilized to oppose abortion and take stands on other culture war issues and felt more at home with the conservative party. And it's true because again, you got to remember the conservative Christians were Democrats also. Right. Right. Now the Republican party, and I think this started with Nixon, but Reagan really emphasized it when he ultimately got a lot of the, um, the Christians, evangelical Christians on their side was when he emphasized and about abortion. You know, that he uh, is wrong. Abortion is wrong. And so all of a sudden now you got all these white evangelical Christians that are jumping to Republican side now because this this. is my man. Yeah. 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 Because it goes with their control. I mean, we've established what's in a name, you know, what's in a name is is, it. Does the name really, really make the difference or is it the shit that lives underneath? You know, now Democrats continued to maintain control of the House of Representatives for some time in large part because of again continued support from southerners as shown uh but in 1994 the revolution finally arrived as republicans took the house for the first time since 1955 and so many of those crucial pick uh you know pickups that made that possible came in the south mm-hmm. republicans have controlled the house for 18 of the 22 years since then providing the party an important stronghold in national politics. 
The party's dominance of the white Southern vote has helped them dominate the region in both local and national elections, while also making the party more tuned to culture concerns of traditionally minded white voters. Right. White people still kick ass. That's right. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) We still rule, you know, that's right. If you're white, you're right. That's the South. <laughs> God, it's it's horrible. I know, man. I look at some of these, like you look at these southern redneck freaking oh, man. can't even speak English half of them. I know. know. I mean so I uneducated, know. you know. I know. And they think they're freaking supreme or something. I know. Like the, and they like have the to dude talk. that's like, we're not racist, the guy wearing the yeah. Confederate flag. Right. <laughs> This flag's not about racism. (laughs) And in a time where the ability to educate yourself or to to know what it's, you know, to put yourself in another person's shoes is easier than ever. Can you imagine trying to do a show like this in 1990 where we were still having to use encyclopedias and shit? You know what I mean? The 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 way that you can educate yourself now is as easy as pushing a couple buttons and people will still remain comforted to let these parties think for them. That's sad to me. Very sad because people are being hurt. That's what we got to remember. I mean, we talk about Tennessee right now and their whole anti-trans laws and bullshit. There there are people behind all of this Mm -hmm. and people are getting hurt. And what makes me so angry with these conservative you know, white people that continue to speak out in, in what's truly ignorance and in the right. own best interest of them and, and their yeah. gains is they don't care that people are being hurt. So what's the difference between that and a Nazi? What's the difference between, you know, what's the difference between that and terrorism? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's at least it's, the Nazis built the Audubon, you know, right. Right. What, what have you fuck fuckers did they done? Do? <laughs> yeah. What have you fuckers done? <laughs> I want to show you another video real quick. This is a poster from 1928. In this was a presidential election, but here's what they wanted people to know, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. You see at the top, it says, this is what happened when Republicans were in power in Alabama. And very clearly, you can see African-Americans that have been elected to office. Well, that was not what the Democrats wanted. Because as you go down, they say, if this above photograph from 1872, when Republican Party was in charge or in power of Alabama, the Negroes in the above picture were members of the legislature. If you are willing to risk a Republican and Negro legislature in Alabama, like the legislature of 1872, vote for Herbert Hoover, the Republican. If you believe in white supremacy, vote the straight Democratic ticket on November 6th. It's pretty plain the Democrats were the racists. Oh my God. See, and again, builders. you think about that whole thing again, that's just their whole pathetic argument. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, this right. Was, yes, they were. Absolutely. Sure. And yep. I'm sure. What that thing said was absolutely 100% right. Yep. Yep. But is the Democrats racist today? Right. That's the question. Right. Not, that's the not, question. Yeah. It's like we can sit here all day long and say, you know, yeah, that was yep. right. I mean, it's Point again, it's finger. like the, the Nazis, Germany, all Germans are fucked up. They've got to be because that's yeah. what the Nazis were. So if they, right. so if we look at Germany, Nazi, that's it. Yeah. They're the that's Nazis it. and they that's never it. will change. That's right. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of the same same thing? I, I, I'm completely resonating with that whole thing. I yeah. think it's the greatest analogy because it is true. It is true. And I hope that it I hope that it will make so much sense to somebody that's listening that maybe if you're just don't just buy everything, man, that's given to you. Look yeah. deeper under that, you know, like look deeper under what's the heart underneath this shit. Yeah. We can't deny the names have changed. We can't deny the parties, but you're right. Is that the Democratic Party of today? No, you know, not what's not. the agenda here? Now, the Democratic I, Party of today is still fucked up, but. Oh, yeah. You know, but without a doubt, <laughs> but they're not what they they're not what they were. Right. You know and what they're being portrayed to be yeah. for for this one party to get more votes. Yeah. So turn against your Democrats. They started the, the slavery and they started all the bullshit. Right. So turn yeah. against it. Come on over here. Yeah. Don't listen to anything else we say, though. Just hear that. It's literally the same. I mean, obviously, these people aren't alive that were there alive back then. But it would literally just be the same people bitching about themselves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If they were if they were doing that argument, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because right. <laughs> they'd be on the Republican side, you know. They'd be like, yeah. "We were <laughs> fucked up. Yes, we were, but we're not yes, fucked we up were. anymore. No. We're, we're, we are now this party, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind, of, I guess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what the left says. The Democrats may have been the party of racism a long time ago, but they underwent a conversion. Now they are the champions of civil rights. The left insists that in the 1960s, the two parties switched sides. Brought about by Richard Nixon's Southern strategy. Supposedly, Nixon converted the racists in the Democratic Party, the Dixiecrats, into Republicans. So today, Democrats are the good guys, and Trump and the Republicans are the bad guys. Did Nixon have a campaign strategy that appealed to the racists of the Deep South? No one has uncovered a single racist campaign statement by Nixon. Really? So he said, there are times when abortions are necessary. I know that, you know, that's when you have a black and a white or rape. <laughs> now, here's an interesting one, and this is a conversation between Reagan and Nixon. Reagan's actually talking, but of course, Nixon finds it very funny at the end. And last night, I tell you, to watch that thing on television, as I did, yeah. to see those, those monkeys from those African countries, <laughs> damn them, they're still uncomfortable wearing shoes. <laughs> well, and then they, the tail wags the dog there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. They're still uncomfortable wearing shoes. They're still uncomfortable those wearing those shoes. Those monkeys. Fucking what monkeys. What the fuck? You know what? what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, okay, now that whole argument, though, that like Nixon is the one that did it, not necessarily true, you know? Right, uh, right. Because it, it, it goes be before that. It goes way, you know, before him when that sure. transition yeah. started happening. You're right. Right. Was Nixon racist? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, was, Absolutely. Was yeah. Was Reagan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Freaking monkeys. I know, right? <laughs> mo those monkeys uncomfortable wearing shoes, you know? <laughs> like seriously, what the what? Yeah. Like where does that even come from? You know what I mean? I know. That's just I know. 
crazy. I don't understand how you how you have those feelings and yet you're able to to stand in front and gloss over all this shit. I'm like, do you ever just feel like a bullshitter? Yeah. Like, do you ever just get caught up by your own fucking yeah. integrity? Does it ever yeah. trip you up? Yeah. It's crazy. That's what happens. Then you have these monkey conversations like you exactly. think is in private. Yeah. You're like, let me let this shit yeah. off. You know, yeah. I need to let the steam out. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like, I mean, it literally is. If you look at all of the stuff, like we put like the stuff we've talked about here and everything, you know, the ladies argument, the guy's argument, you know, yeah. um, but none of it matches though, like reality. Right. Know? Cause you cannot tell me, right. That the guy, the Confederate wearing guy in the South, that's freaking claiming there's no racism and he's a fucking Republican <laughs> is the guy of link is the party of Lincoln. Right. You know what right. I mean? You can't, right. how do you, how do you argue that? Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> You can definitely look at, I mean, the Dixiecrats, they went Republican. <laughs> cracks me up. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. so like how you've got to, you can't really use that argument. No, you can't. But you know, there always has to be in any line of bullshit with, with an agenda. There always has to be that little spark of truth. Yeah. And it doesn't have to that. Like, I think people are paid to find those little bitty sparks of truth and goes, oh, here's something we can build on. Here's some bullshit we can build yeah. on all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I mean, we just caught it in that conversation, you know, in that conversation that we just heard. They're yeah. building bullshit on this little stuff. But here's how I really feel. Yeah. Hey, here's here's a crazy notion. Can we have like some politician that's really like from the heart a human heart that's involved and truly doing for humans in this country you know can we can we at any point can anybody ever stop looking at shit that doesn't really affect anybody else like color and sexuality and gender i mean you know i get i don't really kindergarten I don't really quite understand how people make such big deals out of some of the tiniest little shit. Right. Uh, right. Mar like, Mar like Marjorie Taylor. Joe Biden abandoned Americans in Afghanistan, got 13 of our best soldiers killed, gave a kill list of Americans to the Taliban, and armed an Islamic terrorist nation with $83 billion in weapons like this one. Biden should be impeached. Now I'm doing a gun giveaway of my own, but for Americans only. I want you to win this 50 caliber rifle that Democrats will ban if they keep the House next year. While Joe Biden broke America's pledge to never leave a man behind, Nancy Pelosi is sneaking the Green New Deal into the $3.5 trillion budget. And in 2022, I'm going to blow away the Democrat socialist agenda. Okay, I have never owned one of those guns, but if it does what it actually shows that it does, I think we should be banning it. 
That lady is a right. nutbag. I mean, I swear, right. she's like one of those people that literally should be in a psych hospital, you know? Oh, for sure. She's one of those, like, yeah. you know, the fires in California were started by Jewish satellites. Right. Jewish satellites? Right? Really? I mean, it wasn't It wasn't the fact of that the, that the guy freaking is car fucking caught fire from <laughs> crashing into another car that they saw but somehow there was a jewish satellite that yeah. <laughs> you know, the transformers are coming like, serious yeah she comes up with the most but like people have to like fox news is, is again just hilarious you know like they get they got stuck on that whole like m&m thing you know <laughs> the 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 transgender Eminem or something. I don't know. What was it? What was it? There was some, some whole thing of like, or, or like the, the Muppets, like, I don't know, like the gay Muppets. I don't know. Yeah. And then the, uh, what the peanuts, the, it was, yeah, it's like Patty's lesbian hairs, you know, right? Like, I know. Don't you have other other things to like (laughs) news, like news? My God, I would love, I guess I would love a life where I had nothing else to worry about, but some shit I could just make up from somebody else. Find some random stuff to care about. That's so, that's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take that life. I'm worried about like paying rent. This pen here, this yellow. Looks yeah. pretty gay, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty it's, it's gay. Pretty fucking gay. <laughs> it's pretty fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, really? Yeah. Like we can't really pay attention to what what's really necessary on a human level. We just gotta pick up all this bullshit. And they <laughs> sound, man, they sound like school kids oh, yeah. on on the playground arguing over fucking mud pies and shit, yeah. shit that don't even matter. Yeah. And then we wonder why our kids come out all fucked up because this is what they see happening at the largest scale that they're supposed to pay attention to and trust with their lives and their future. This is what they see happening. Then we wonder why they run to school and act like a fucking election year. Yeah. Well, this one said this. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't think I really have anything else um, on this. You got anything? I think we've said said it all. I think we've kind of been able to bring it together yeah i hope so Um, i hope so that uh democrats are democrats are or the republicans are what the democrats were absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and what's in a name (laughs) yeah just a fucking name you know just a fucking name man (laughs) hearts the state's the same (laughs) you got anything else i don't think so (laughs) mind your business yeah. Everybody just mind your business. Seriously. Mind your business. Just, just mind your business. Be a Republican if you're a Republican. Just be a Democrat if you're a Democrat. And just shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. Shut up. <laughs> shut up already. <laughs> I'm for the party of no, best for the humans. Yeah, you know, like the thing on it is this, right? So if you know, like I I I if I believe in something, then let me stand on what I believe, right? Yeah. Why do I have to put so much energy and emphasis into trashing the other person? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, who cares? This is right. my life. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to enjoy it. This is what I believe, right? Yeah. I mean, I get the political side to it. It's like, you know, we're murdering a baby with abortion, you know. Somehow that's wrong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you got damn transgenders, you know, that 
Just fucking up the world, you know. Just fucking the whole world up. We've got our agenda. <laughs> We're trying to take over. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know. In the year Us- five thousand and thirteen, we might finally get there. <laughs> yes. They're you know, they're all taking our jobs as white um, white oh yeah Americans, you know, these white born here Americans. Yep. Native, only talk about the white, not the native native, but as the <laughs> no. white native, you know, what I mean, the no. native of those that came here after the natives, right? Right, right, because we killed right. the other natives. That's you know, right, so we just get rid of folks we are now the natives, yeah, yeah, we are the natives. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, really live is. and let yeah. fucking live, man. Yeah, if I yeah. believe in something. I know the integrity behind it, and I stand firmly upon it. But I'll tell you this. If something comes along that is informing me of something, and then I go do some research and find out, well, maybe that that I believe was built on something that wasn't really true. I have an open enough heart and a mind to be able to put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And I'm, you know, and I still wonder. I doubt Tucker Carlson's going to lose a single listener. Oh no! Even though his no, basically everything's been thrown out that he's basically just full of shit. Oh yeah. For the record, we really try our hardest not to put liars, people we know who lie for a living, on television because it's irresponsible. Argues that any of this is going to be fixed by a person or a bill that makes its way through Congress or new Supreme Court justice is lying to you. That's a grotesque and dishonest oversimplification of the sort that politicians and, by the way, talk show hosts specialize in. And so to the extent I played a role in lying about that, I'm sorry. I never want to be that guy. I always want to acknowledge how complex and multifaceted all of these problems are because they are. Yeah. Which, by the way, if y'all didn't see our last Tucker Carlson, we whistleblowed that. We told you. We did, and I haven't (laughs) put it out yet, though. Oh my gosh. No, yeah, because remember, no, I haven't done it because remember I was like going, I don't know if I want to put it out because yeah. there's a whole new story here. Yeah. That's you know? right. That's right. And so we're whistleblowers. Yeah. No, we'll definitely we have y'all. that in there that maybe I'll yeah. put it in this one that I'll just throw it in there. Yeah. Perfect. And then we told you it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we All right. Cool. So it was. It's always definitely fun walking with you, Lona. Amen, man. It's a great time walking in these shoes with you, brother. I appreciate you. You're a gift to this. <laughs> you too. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I want to thank everybody for walking with us. And this absolutely. is Walk a Mile My Shoes. I'm with Lona Curry. My name is Eric McCoy, and we will see you soon. That's right. Do all the stuff. Like, share, subscribe, and hit that bell notification. Yes. See you next time. All right. <laughs>